The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. I get the keys where she's coming in and comments my music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be Tony. Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Bit of a Hulk melon body. Ah! Ah! Yeah, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little game instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what's better than number one looks like. I guarantee you blow the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chances with a kryptonite condom, that would kill him. Who's that, me? Fantastic Forum Assemble. Welcome to the disorganized garbage that we bring you every day. That is Fantastic Forum. Uh, we're live, I guess, on allgames.com if you can get to it. Um, but yeah, we got a show for you today. We're going to talk about... Bring you a little bit of a first impression on Midnight Gospel, Netflix's new adult animation series. Uh, we got a review for you, Hellboy Volume 1. Now, Joe, is that the uh, the Seed of Destruction story? Yes. Okay, good. Um, and we got some discussion about a little bit of a fan cast of what the Fantastic Four movie would sound like. Earlier last week, we talked about the possibility that John Krasinski is in talks with Marvel on multiple projects, and the running bet is that he would be Reed Richards. So we're going to see like who could play opposite him and fill out the team. Um, yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, what else? we got, got some other discussions, too, as soon as Lawrence gets here. I got the some of the usual suspects on the line. We got Tiger Claw that's helping us broadcast. We got Tiger Claw that's helping us broadcast. Uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, good thing I, and then we thing I was have, around when this happened. No, you should have been around when I was introducing you. Um, then we have <laughs> Joe that's... Hey, what's up? Us. He's my... He's following us into the gates of hell as we do this. <laughs> He's the one that kept it going. Uh, and then we have Oz that's on his way to work somewhere in rural Midwest. Yeah, who broke the site? What happened I, there? 
I don't know, man. It, I mean, it was acting up since yesterday. I was trying to figure out everything yesterday. I left everything set up so that I could go yesterday, and then all of a sudden, everything was different. Yeah, and we, yeah, what, what happened with Derek? He's supposed to be the one fixing all this. I, you know, I don't know. I don't even put it on him. Derek, Derek does a lot, and he, he it, it, it's a lot for one person to monitor everything twenty four seven. And yeah, even though now we all we have nothing but twenty four seven to do whatever we want, but that's precisely the point. We should do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but we're here. We're here, uh, and uh, we got. Yeah, I already told you what we got. We have, if you want to call in, you're going to wait 20 minutes or so till Larry gets here, but you can call Fantastic Forum on Skype. Larry, uh, Tyre Claude, do you have the uh, the call-in info? Yeah, if you want to call in, you're going to have to add All Games Network on Skype. That's All Games Network I was on talking Word. Sound bite. Okay. I was talking about the soundbite. Oh, the soundbite? Oh, uh, I don't have that. You guys okay. have to send me that. All right. So yeah, yeah. I, I wish you hadn't jumped in. We would have had a new sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tyler, why don't you give people the the option? Yeah, if give you want to call, give in, them the information. Okay, if you want to call in on the show, add us on Skype at All Games Network. That's one word, All Games Network. If you want to call into the show. That means you, Hecht. I know you wanted to call in too. So uh, whenever you whenever you want to call in, just call us anytime, and we'll introduce you in our own special way. What about if they're too shy to call? In? If they're what? What if they're I, too shy to call in? If they're too shy to call in, um, just call in anyways. No, you gotta, they, they can go in chat. You got to let them know they can get, find us in chat. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, oh that, that is correct. Uh, yeah. If you're too shy to call in, you can, all, you can also chat with us on, on Discord. Just join our official uh, All Games Discord chat, and you'll be able to chat with us during the show. And we can read some uh, witty comments that are in chat, such as, um, who said... I wanted to call in. Don't put words in my mouth. That's according to Hecht. <laughs> but yeah, so you could do that. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to get the ball rolling on this Midnight Gospel. Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about Midnight Gospel? Okay. Midnight Gospel, the new animated adult show on Netflix, uh, half created by Pendleton Ward, uh, the creator of Adventure Time, and bravest heroes uh it's about a guy who does a podcast and he goes into different realities in order to interview people for his podcast uh, in issue one he goes into a place um that's in the middle of a zombie apocalypse and he ends up interviewing the president uh the u.s president i guess during this zombie apocalypse and what happens is he starts off talking about stuff and then it kind of just turns into a conversation about, I don't know, drug like a massage or something. 
Oh, drugs, yeah. <laughs> they uh, definitely should talk about drugs. Like, the president doesn't think drugs are bad. They're just bad in certain situations. And it's so hard to concentrate on what they're saying because in the background, they're dealing with the zombie apocalypse. And it's really one of those things where I'm going to have to watch it again just to focus on what's being said. Like, I might have to just close my eyes. So all I'm doing is listening because there's so much coming at you. And it's almost surreal, but it's kind of not like it's so weird because like a lot of shit is going down. Like um, they're fighting zombies and a woman's giving birth and like just a whole bunch of zombie shit and it's fast paced zombie shit while you're having the super calm kind of conversation. And, you know, I know me personally, I was like watching the background stuff so much that it was really kind of hard to concentrate on the conversation they're having. Like, I know at one point they get interrupted and uh, the guy's like, uh, where was I? Like, they come back to the conversation and the guy's like, where was I? And the pregnant woman with the shotgun we're talking about, oh, you were talking about this. And um, then they just continue the conversation from there. And it is so weird. And the animation is weird, too, because it's it's not good. Like, it's really choppy, um, stilted most of the time. Uh, the character designs, like, the president only has, like, three fingers like a round hand but only three fingers with it and it's it's just so odd and it yeah it's just a, a weird experience it was very uh psychedelic um the even how <laughs> how he goes into that reality and he just like travels he picks the body he wants to use and then he just travels in like what looks like a me like he's the meteor and just crash lands on front of the White House and lands on the president and says, oh, look, weird uh, glasses guy. I hope you're not dead. And then he's like, no, I'm actually the president. And he goes, oh, can I interview you for my podcast? And then they don't call it a podcast, but it's part of the humor. And then they go through it. And like you said, Joe, it, it, it's just this utter chaos going around and the pres it's funny because the president's voiced by drew pinsky dr drew and it's like i almost thought they just grabbed a bunch of like sound bites from his podcast and just did because i've heard him say all those things in real situations like the whole drugs like there's no such thing as a good drug or bad drug it's just the circumstance and what, what how they affect you like you could do a benzo but what happens with the Benz is you forget that you took it and you take it again. And then, like, that causes death. And so they're, like, comparing and contrasting, like, marijuana compared to that. You know what I mean? Like, how marijuana is illegal and those aren't, but those are more harmful. And it's, it gets all philosophical about it, too. Like, how, unlike you, Joe, I didn't have a problem. Like, I was high as fuck. And I didn't have a problem focusing on both things. Like, 
it it, it was awesome. <laughs> like I was just watching the carnage and listening to the philosophy, and then it talks about how like getting like you get paranoid when you smoke weed, like when you overdo it, and they explained that to me in a way that I hadn't thought about it before. Although the effect of it, of how they described the the ending or coming out of it was the, the what I realized, but not why it was. So I'm like, oh, wow. Right. So understand that at all. Like it says when you, they said that when you get paranoid, it's basically your, your mind is showing you things about yourself that you don't necessarily like, but never really like do anything about. So then when you learn from that, you can actually like improve yourself moving forward, you know? Right. And I did forget to mention, but uh, the part when he starts the interview is like probably one of the funniest parts because uh, his first question is about, he says something like, so what's wrong with the zombie apocalypse? And the president's like, oh man, I don't want to talk about that. Can we just <laughs> talk about something else? <laughs> and and it's, that was so funny to me. Yeah. Because one, it's the obvious question. And two, of course he doesn't want to talk about that. It's like, that's probably like causing like insane stress for him. So it's like, of course he would want to talk about something else. It's like, that was just really funny to me. And I love how it's like, I don't, everybody talks zombie apocalypse. Look, I'll get to that. It's the situation. I get it. But I really want to talk about the drug problem. Yeah. And, and then literally that's, that's, I think he said that during COVID-19, you know, where it's like, there's other (laughs) things killing you. Like, yeah, COVID-19 is a certain thing, but there's, you know, 8,000 people die from tobacco use daily, you know, and Mm -hmm. nobody's like, that they don't call that a pandemic or an epidemic, you know? Um, right. So it, it, it's just, you know, it affects the unwilling, I guess, is the what he doesn't get in that sense. But that, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, and one of the things, as the, when you're talking about how that, that scene is funny, it's like he decides to talk about drugs as he's like, mowing down zombies with a fucking machine gun you know like it's all action all the time while they're just talking yeah like the the fast-paced action doesn't stop like it's pretty much it is constant and they were just having like a normal conversation while doing all this extreme zombie apocalypse action i know at one point there's another funny point too where the guy because the body he chose is like this big giant beach body and the president is a short guy. So at one point he like grabs a baby harness and like puts the president in that while they're like, uh, walking and talking. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. It's like a wild series and I'm not sure if I like it, but I'm definitely going to watch watch it to the end or at least like the next couple episodes look man if you're we'll able to get high while, if you're able to get high while you do it i recommend that yeah maybe i'll call medmen so they could deliver some lemonade yeah how much is the lemonade on medmen 
I don't know. I, I used to just go to the shop, but since yeah. uh yeah, but since we're we're not going out, we're supposed to be not going out. I'm gonna see, I may see if they'll deliver some. I um I ordered some on Saturday. I ordered like eleven bags of edibles and um they were good but because they're not um it's a new startup company you know and it's a friend of a friend and uh Burr said lemonade lemonade with weed in it and we both said yep and yes but um they're not as consistent the brand is pretty cool because um unlike with some other edibles there's no like weed aftertaste like it yeah. just tastes like straight up lemonade yeah and it, it, it's i've i've tried different ones from that brand too and it's like it is like for example um like hispanics have that hibiscus drink the jamaica like they made one like that and for me like i drink sugar free stuff like that was sugar free and it still tasted good. And then because it has that base of that like iced tea flavor, that passion iced tea type, I can just mix it into a regular iced tea and, you know, drink more of it and still get high. Oh, uh, Burr says that sounds dangerous. LOL. How much can you drink? Um, If you're like a bigger dude, like on the first time, I wouldn't recommend drinking all of it. But you can drink like a shot glass of it. A shot glass will be like a good 20 milligrams. 20 milligrams will get you uh, nice and high for a good four hours. And that's the thing with edibles is the high lasts longer. So you don't want to do it when you have stuff to do on your first time. You know? If, like I know. I had a bottle of 100 uh, THC. And I drank half the bottle before I saw the warning to say that said to drink a little bit at a time, and I was fucked up for like <laughs> eight hours. The rest of the day, yeah, yeah. Like I was like passing out and paranoid. Like I was, I almost jumped out of the truck I was in because <laughs> I just wanted the shit to stop. And. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool because after I started feeling bad, like after I stopped feeling bad, I started feeling really good because of how silly I was acting. Like I realized how silly it was and that made me feel like happy again. And that's the thing about edibles. You can have, you can have as much as you want really. Cause you're not going to die from it. Like it's not. And that's kind of goes to what they were talking about in midnight gospel. Like, the overdose, quote unquote, means you just get real paranoid and real scared, but it's all in your head. So if you really just calm down, you're going to be fine. You know, like if you that even the, the little negative effect lasts, depending on how you look at things, but it could last 20 minutes at the most. And it feels like four hours, but it's only 20 minutes. And once you like put your brain in that mode, it's like, OK, it's kicking in. But now I just got to relax, you know. Um, I actually drank half of that bottle once too, Joe, and I, I thought I was gonna die. Like I'm like, but you know, in my head, I'm like, well, you know, it's just it's kicking in. It's more than I'm used to. I'm, I'm used to ten, on average, ten milligrams, just like that. I'm good. And I drank half. That's fifty. I'm like, oh shit. And then I just, I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna close my eyes. And then I fell asleep. 
slept for nine hours. And then, right. and I, yeah. But um, when I woke up, I was still high, but it was like that cool, like old school when you used to smoke weed as a teenager where you could smoke, feel good for, for an hour and then go back to school or whatever, you know? Right. So, and I know for uh, me, it was like I had just talked to my brother like a couple of days ago before that happened. And he told me how we ate a whole brownie and he was like high for like four days, like four or five days. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there like high is like, dude, I can't feel like this for four days like i need to call the hospital and like get my stomach <laughs> pumped or something because i can't feel like this for four days yeah and, and that's the problem because it is in your brain like once you feel it it's not in your stomach anymore it's gone so there's nothing you could do other than ride the wave and enjoy it man grab a guitar grab some paint grab some pencils and just 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 go uh Burris says, just slept. Seems like a waste of a trip. That night, like, it was already my bedtime. So that's why I just slept because it was, you know, part part of the reason I do uh, medicate that way is to just relax while I sleep because I snore a lot. I don't get to rest. And when I actually take the cannabis, my sleep is rest and I don't snore as much. I'm able to breathe through my nose clearly. I, I think I have a deviated septum, but... For some reason, the anti-inflammatory aspect of it clears up my nose and I can just sleep the sleep. Like, I literally, like, I don't even move. I just knock out and then open my eyes. Like, I felt like I slept for three days. So, um, but then, you know, when I actually do, I'm going to, like, if I go to a concert or whatever, I'll take about 15 milligrams, 20, and just just enjoy the show. Um, but, yeah, th- this new place I got, they're not as consistent. The, oh well yeah that goes to burr's thing where he says that sounds dangerous uh here in california since everything is legal different cities have different um i want to say uh standards so for example in long beach you can only get 100 any anything packaged the maximum it could have is is 100 milligrams so that means if you get a, a bag of pretzels you have 10 pretzels in there they're each 10 milligrams and you're gonna be good like you just eat one and don't you know, and don't eat more. And then, you know, two hours later, if you feel like you can handle more, take another one. But it, everything's really... In Los Angeles, they can go up to, like, 360. Yeah. Which I'm so glad I didn't get that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Just did, but like, I just, that was my first just, time, too. Yeah. Because it was my first time, it just, like, hit me harder. And, like, eventually I got to the point where I could, like, easily drink, like, half. Yeah. And it was, like, just cool and makes everything funnier, except for video games. It makes video games harder. But watching TV is funnier. Part of I miss it is, weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you watch Midnight Gospel, you're going to miss it even more. Um. Yeah, but part of it is the that it's the first time you had that much. The second time is n- is not the same, but in terms of like the paranoia and stuff, the highness still is. But it, like everything else, you develop a tolerance, right? But yeah, uh, all this to say that Midnight Gospel premiered what yesterday, Joe? Um, I think I think so. Okay. Or like a day or two ago? 
And uh, yeah, I'd give it a good. Uh, I'd give it a good four out of five easily. I got to see more of it just to see if it's as good as this. Because if this was just a one-off thing, like I'd be happy. Like this, is, I like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the rest. I wonder if they'll have like. Well, I guess I'll. I don't have to wonder. Like I'm pretty sure they'll have it since it's a podcast themed show. It'll probably have a a different guest star each episode. Oh, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, what would you give it? Um, I don't know. Like, I feel part of me feels like if the animation were better, that will make it like a more surreal kind of mesh better. But <laughs> I'm not sure. Like. I really can just give you my impressions. Like, I don't feel qualified to rate it yet. Like, I really do. Like, part of me, I need to watch the first episode over again before I can really, like, start processing uh, if I'm enjoying the show or not. And that is to say, like, I can, a show can make me laugh and I still not enjoy it. So just because there are a bunch of funny scenes uh, doesn't mean I necessarily enjoy it. So that's the thing, too. It's like I really got to, like, get into it, like, watching it uh, and uh, really absorbing it before I can figure out uh, how I feel about it. There. All right. Next on the on the docket is... uh. The Lady Death, Scorched Earth number one. And we got Larry on the line, too. I hope he read it, because that's why we didn't do it yesterday. I read it. Okay. What up? Uh, Scorched Earth number one is one of these, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I I went on a drunken Kickstarter binge and just funded a bunch of things. And this is one of the ones I got. There is an unboxing video of it on our Instagram TV channel. So if you want to see that, go there. Um, And Lady Death has a weird history because it's been around since like 1991, but she's gone over like six different publishers and they've all kind of tweaked the story a little bit. And we have what we have now. Uh, But initially she just started as a delusion and evil Ernie's um, head and she was just telling him to kill and then it expanded from there but now like Coffin Comics is the new Chaos Comics but I don't think they have any of the old Chaos roster they don't have any of those rights um, so you just get Lady Death and the newer creations from Brian Polito um, but yeah, this one, I, I don't even remember what tier I used, um, what tier I, I funded, but I ended up getting a lot of stuff that's like stretch goalie because it got funded in like 30 minutes. It was already like 300% funded. Wow. And then I just, you know, I'm like, okay, well it's got funded, so I'm getting it. And there goes my money. But yeah, and it finally when it finally came out, I, I got it, and I finally got to read it. Now I'm actually looking to see where 
what pledge did I do? I did a pledge called Pledge Number Three Scorched Earth Homage Edition, Homage Edition. It was twenty six dollars. And this says a special edition of Scorched Earth will be limited approximately to the number of pledges we receive. Full color, 48 pages, European square bound comic, graphic artwork credit by Steve Butler and Dan Feldmeyer. And then you get a, a free Brian Polito autograph and, certifi- and certificate. Uh, I, it, that was optional, the, the certificate, but I didn't, I didn't get the certificate. I forgot I even got the signature until I was reading it. Uh, and then you get the Lady Death Scorched Earth Homage Edition cover, the digital edition, and then whatever unlocked goal incentive items. And one of those items was the black and white edition, which is basically just the pencils of, of the comic art bound together like a comic book and that's all you, you don't get no letters no colors no inks and that's pretty cool it's pretty cool because this book is it has the um it has really good art but you could tell they did a lot to it like in terms of coloring and effects and lettering and all that um but as far as story goes the story takes place 20 years after the leveling of Staten Island in a battle with Lady Death and some th- other threat I forget the name of. And now the threat is back and so is Lady Death. And I don't know if this actually connects to something that happened in the Chaos comics, whether it be Armageddon or the any of the stuff after. But it, it is reminiscent of like storylines like Armageddon. But I... I don't have any of those comics on me, and I don't remember them that well. Um, but yeah, it moves forward from there, and you get a sense. It, it's actually chapter six in a seven-story arc <laughs> that was all done through Kickstarter. And um, yeah, so it just goes from there, and, and it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger. But then because that that's one of the things I didn't like, because since it's a Kickstarter thing, like you had to have funded the other one and get that one to read the next chapter. So, wow. Yeah. That's that's rough. So it's like, it's not like you funded the series of the story to its completion. You funded one part of the story. One issue. Yeah. Now they're all, they're bigger issues. I mean, it's almost like two issues each. Um, but it's a, it's a weird way of, of doing it, but it's, a. it's a weird way of doing it, but it's, he secures his sales. He secures his production. He secure and he makes a profit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it seems like people, people, I, you know, even when we used to sell comics, like chaos comics, wasn't our biggest seller when they had the WWF, like licensed comics, those were bigger sellers, but the regular stuff wasn't, as much for us but there was people carrying them and they did make variants and stuff i think it was something in the earlier 90s that was a little more um how do you say more popular but what did you guys think about it um i thought it was interesting like it wasn't 
yeah, like for not knowing anything about Chaos or Lady Death, it was a pretty standard story, but not a not a not like in a bad way. But yeah, it was interesting. Like I feel like I felt like yeah, there was a bunch of info that I wasn't privy to. Like they talk about her kids and a couple other relationship stuff they throw in that they don't really expand on. But I mean, I w- it wasn't enough to like take me out of it. Like I thought it was pretty okay. And I like the artwork a lot. The artwork was good. But yeah, it was cool. Uh, I'd also say, like, I do think that the art was one of the highlights um, as far as the story itself. I thought it was it was good, but I, I do agree it was it did feel like a bit standard. Um, you know, I, I was definitely like the characters were interesting enough. However, or at least I guess maybe intriguing is maybe maybe the better word because I definitely wanted to know more about you know what everybody's deal was, but you know they don't get into it much here. And so, you know, like understanding now that it was, you know, a latter part of of a story arc, it's like, I guess, you know, I can kind of understand to a degree why that feels the way it does. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, eh, you know, a little bit of dialogue here and there doesn't, would, wouldn't hurt to, you know, understand, like, what the relationship between all these people are like, you know, I definitely understand. Okay. There's this group of people on one side that, you know, we can think of, I guess, as the good guys. And there's another group over here that are the bad guys, but you know, eh, why they're at odds per se. I'm not, uh, you know, I guess I can't say for certain, I guess, outside of the fact that, they took some of their people. And so, you know, but it seems like they were at odds before that. So. <laughs> you yeah. Read it, it, okay. We're going to go with no. <laughs> what are you going to say? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, <I'm> here. <laughs> but are you? <laughs> in chat I posted some of the um the art that stuck out to me the most when I opened up the black and white one. Mm-hmm. But for some reason Discord didn't put the black and white versions, just the oh. color. So uh, I also posted the homage cover that it says Captain Death on it and it's yeah. uh it's an homage to that Captain America comic where he's punching Nazis. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, you know, I, when I opened it and I unboxed it, I, I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But I didn't appreciate how cool it was until I read the story. Like, it kind of, it doesn't tell you that that's what happens in it. But in a way, it's like the overarching theme <laughs> of the whole thing, you know? Oh, are those, are those people 
like racists or Nazis or no, they're they're demons and devils. Like oh, gotcha. They, they just dress like Nazis, like for the homage. And Got then they it. came with the art print in the back right there. If you see, it's Miss Death. So they made it like that Miss Marvel comic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so at that, that's part of the, the the stuff that came into in it. And then let me see if I can put in those black and white ones. Where is? There it is. And Mo, do you like? Are you familiar with the relationship for everybody? Like with with Lady Death and like these being some of these people being her kids and all that? No, that's all new shit. Like I don't know if it okay. happened within Confident Comics, but it could have been either Avatar or Dynamite. I think they were on Dynamite for a while too. Got it. But yeah, here's some of the black and white cover stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. So then, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna no, ask. I was just saying, yeah. Oh, okay. Is the um is the reason why Lady Death has bounced around so much more a testament to Polito and just how? How much he he's try this like wants this particular like wants to make comics for this particular character or is it about like fan demand and is like well I gotta get this out somewhere because people keep asking me for it or like a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think you know in the in, in the beginning they didn't realize how marketable that character was at the time. Uh-huh. And right. it's just grown in popularity now. Like you, you see it, you can, you can almost you can't, you can ask somebody, "Have you seen this before?" And they're like, "Yes." They won't know mm-hmm. it's Lady Death a hundred percent, but they right. they see it's it's become uh, anybody that's ever been to a comic book convention has seen it, even if they don't know what it is. And it yeah, it, it it was surprisingly marketable, and it continues to be um, because when he lost chaos comics and and people bought up rights to everything and he held on to this one and he just licensed it out and there's no evil or any comics right you know there's no there purgatory they tried to do some of her stuff and chastity over at avatar i think and it didn't last you know and they still have the rights i think ideally and it's weird because you think of lady death and you put her side by side to like purgatory or chastity and it's like they look similar they're all similar but for some reason that like lady death just has that marketability combination of how she looks and her name i guess you know um but and it's just that that's the one that that's made him his money (laughs) yeah and it was just a, a a weird like she had no backstory when she first came out nothing like she was just a delusion. Then they expanded on it because I guess fan reaction. They gave her a little backstory and how she became Death incarnate in a sense, or mm-hmm. Avatar Death, and uh, why she wanted Evil Ernie to do his thing. But then because of the marketability, she became more of a heroine, anti heroine, you know? Yeah, and. Uh, and yeah, and they gave her more 
they depowered her a little and but it was all perceived power too because it was evil ernie doing everything and she was just motivating him and leading him on you know so it's like yeah she you think she has this power perceived power and then then they gave her a story that kind of showed you what it really was in a sense um but yeah as far as these relationship to these characters here I know nothing about like I, I think it's stuff that happened within the coffin comics and uh and some of the stuff that's carried over from Avatar. But yeah, he pretty much created a lot, like even for example, like the the other girl that's with her, like she's kinda you know, like a chastity type and, and he kind so he kinda recreated different characters not in the style that <laughs> that Rob Liefeld did with with Youngblood, yeah? Mm-hmm. But, but you know, you, you can kind of see them as that type, even how they kind of interact. But we'll see how it goes. There is a bunch of sales going on over at LadyDeathStore.com where you can get everything, but it's still kind of like an Indiegogo thing, so I don't know if it's even over yet or if it's like... He got a bunch to print and sell online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah, it was a weird experience. I, that's part of the reason I guess I didn't jump to read it as soon as I got it because it's like, okay, well, I don't know where this ties into anything and maybe I should get some stuff before. But it just harder and harder to get because everything was crowdfunded. And uh, yeah, so here we are with that. Uh, I'm going to put a picture of some of the rewards I got. Including the infamous Lady Death condom, <laughs> the eponymous Lady. <laughs> yeah. But do you guys feel like it was overall uh, a good little experience reading this comic, even though you didn't know much about it? I would say so. Yeah. I, and, you know, like, if if I had, uh, you know, the other parts of the story, I'd probably read them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get some of them, even if I could just buy them digitally. I know, like, you can buy all seven chapters digitally for, like, 40 bucks. And, uh, well, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll think about it. Cause then the thing is they they bug they fuck me with options like <laughs> <laughs> there's like, like damn you, them for choices you can get like a hardcover with like two volumes you can get the trade paperback version you can get individual and it's like well having a hardcover with everything is cool but I'm not gonna sit there and read everything and use a bookmark although they did give me a bookmark two bookmarks. Lady Death bookmarks, so I could use those, but it's like I don't know, man. Like then I gotta put them in a shelf, and and then digitally, it's like yeah, but it's forty bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'll see. And then the thing is, I like, you know, in this case, I like individual issues because each individual issue is big as it is, you know, forty eight pages. So it's like. I don't want to sit there reading a big old thing whenever I decide to continue reading this, you know? I want the individuals, right. but then it's like, but I want the hardcover too. and Yeah, so. 
Burr says, damn, that art is lit. Yeah, no, the, the art is really good. Yeah. I, I in it's one of those things where I feel like like I wasn't expecting a lot from one of these crowdfunded books and this is one of the first ones that i've got i i've done i've done other stuff before but one was uh sean murphy's kickstarter for cafe racer and then the other one was dave ryan's book uh owl girls and i I enjoyed those they worked out good but i wasn't expecting much in terms of getting rewards like this you know but they they gave me guitar pick a pog slammer coaster a bunch of stickers that i didn't put on here um and then the condom the condom upon closer inspection is not it it's it's still cool but it's not as impressive because it's just a lifestyles with a lady death sticker on it that kind of blends into the material Mm. so they printed their own wrappers but they didn't but it's still cool like to have uh so you're not you're never going to use it you're just going to leave it in the packaging yeah yeah i don't need it that's for bachelors and sailors. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Overall, I I would give this Kickstarter experience a, a five out of five. I mean, it got funded quick, and the more it kept getting, like the more stuff they kept adding on to my rewards. I initially only thought I was getting three things, and I ended up getting like forty. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that. It seems like a a good experience as far as definitely. As far as Kickstarters go. Yeah. I wish I could experience that five-star service with Todd McFarlane's Kickstarter. (laughs) People are mad that he needs to kickstart anything. I mean, crowdfunding, I I, I guess, you know, at this point, it feels like crowdfunding is just a way some, some particular types of projects it's a way to make sure that they can get be done without a company necessarily assuming all the risk. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's hard for me to knock it just because, you know, nobody forces anybody to donate. It's like, you know, Hasbro did that Unicron and uh, they did that with their HasLab, which is basically their own version of Kickstarter. Um, And it's one of those things where that, that, that piece wouldn't have gotten made if it wasn't for that kind of format, you know, because they're like, it's too big and too expensive of a figure to make and, you know, people not buy it. So they're like, well, if you fund it, we'll, we'll buy it. And you, you basically commit, you know, the only thing I can knock them on is they didn't give a person like myself enough time to pull that money together. You know, did that get funded? Oh yeah. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it got funded. Well, it definitely got funded, and I'm pretty sure it, the orders have gone out. Like, hmm. I've seen people do reviews of them. So, yeah, it looks awesome. I, I, really, I really want one, but I'm going to have to get one in the aftermarket somewhere and spend an exorbitant amount of money for it, which it already costs an exorbitant amount of money. So, What you should do is get two of the top-tier McFarlane one spawn ones so that you don't feel like that about the spawn that you, uh, you're feeling for the Unicron. 
No, no, I'm 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 okay with the spawn. Like, why? Don't two? get me wrong. I'm not saying I wouldn't want one, but yeah. Well, oh, I two because I want one. Wait, why? Why should I get two? <laughs> yeah, so that I could, I want one. I, so you could give me one. Well, sell me one once. It, you know. I thought you wanted all three. I thought if you didn't couldn't have all three, it wasn't worth having. Yeah, the top tier. I said two top tiers of. McFarlane's Kickstarter. Oh, oh! So you're not saying get two of the three figures. You're saying get six. Get six, yeah. And then give you and give you one half of them. Well, sell me, sell me one of the one but of the. Uh, no, I'll, I'll give shit. I'll, I'll pay you more. Oh, you know, once this, once they just buy it, then no, because oh, I don't have now. money. Now. Yeah, because it's now. Got it. Got it. I'm understanding now, Moses. Yeah. I'm understanding now. Oh, maybe I should do that. Is my eBay still active? Probably. There you go. I'll also do it for you. Didn't you sell your Switch on it? <laughs> no. Oh. I was like, did you did you end up selling your Switch for an exorbitant amount of money as well? <laughs> I mean, I I could. I I could wait a couple of months and get it at regular price. Right. Right. Cool. What are we talking about next? I have to give Dude. away my switch. Why are you giving uh, your switch away? I don't you didn't give it away. She took it. Yeah. It's a difference. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she took give it, it give it away implies you had a say in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Well she lets me play with it when it's charging. <laughs> <laughs> when she needs to charge the the remotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Burr says I've had good luck with anime kickstarters. Yeah, I didn't even think about those. Like what what cool shit they can give you. But he says I kickstarted a couple projects that remastered anime into Blu-ray. They turned out awesome, and, and I got extra goodie. I'm like, oh. Is that is that McFarland Kickstarter still going? Yeah, I think it's like yeah. ten days left. I think. I keep, been, going like, back and forth. I keep going back and forth on whether I want to get it. Like, I like the designs, but I don't like that they're toys. They're not toys. They're posable statues. That's a what? toy. What's wrong with them being toys? I want, like, an actual, like, sculpted statue. I don't want something that's posable. Because then when, when you know, I, somebody's over at my house and they bring kids. It's harder for me to justify. Don't touch that. That's art. And like, but look, it's posable. Like, don't oh, you like? That. Don't you put all that stuff in where kids don't go? At some point, you have more more stuff than places kids don't go. I'm just saying, like, why don't you just be like, don't touch that because that's my toy. Because then like, I'm the uh, bad guy. Because because then I'm saying I'm a grown man saying don't touch my toy. Yeah. yeah. But- that's the, yeah, benefit. That's the benefit of being a grown man. It's yeah, like, but yeah, I can't it's a... say that to a child. Of course uh, you can. Yeah. It's an expensive toy. Go play with the cheap toys. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, nah, don't. It's it like, don't, we know that they want to feel right. That one. That's Look, okay. See, unlike you guys, I don't feel right denying Look. a child the use of a toy. Here, look, why don't you grow some fucking balls, tell that kid to go fuck himself, and buy two of those top-tier McFarlane figures. 
Because <laughs> you want one? Yeah. <laughs> Grow some balls and tell you you can't have one. Look, see? That's fucked up. <laughs> You're also not a small child, physically. Yeah, but that know. small child is is somebody's stranger ass, some stranger's ass kid. At least we know Moses is great with children. Look, yeah. we all know we've all read enough comics to know that if you if you if you screw over a, a little child, they grow up to, for either like vengeance or justice. But it's hard to predict which one. That's funny. Can you imagine a baby Moses? I, no. I was gonna say I was gonna say fuck over a child, but that sounded wrong, so I had to scramble for <laughs> a new word. It's like, wait, I can't say that. Ba- baby Moses would be worse, a lot worse. Don't talk about no baby Moses. Baby Moses, <laughs> that that friggin' McFarlane Kickstarter might hit two million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Larry. We got to be part of that. It also. <laughs> It also bothers me that like he's got more heads than bodies. Like there, there's mm-hmm. there's three there's three of those toys and six heads. You know what? I'm gonna start fucking cutting some hair, house haircuts, man. Fuck it, I'm gonna get that. Three, what do you mean? What do you mean that there's there's six heads and three bodies? Yeah, because yeah, you can change the, the heads. Which yeah, again goes to my it's a toy. There's two heads per body. There's that's two the uh, that's the that's the stretch goal is he added different heads. Yeah, so it's like you're getting six toys instead of three. Yeah, I'm gonna do some fucking house calls. I'm getting that to McFarlane's toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! You know if you if you buy like a whole bunch of like wrap you know like wrap burritos. And you have a microwave and sell those for like a dollar at your shop. And you become a grocery store and essential. Then you yeah. can open. But, you know, I guess here's my thing, though, Oz, is, yes, the thing is articulated. But reality is, like, it doesn't look articulated. Like, it looks sculpted. Yeah, that's why I was excited. Well, you should still be excited. You just lie. Oh, now I'm supposed to lie to children? Jesus. Well, listen, I, I, was, trying, I was trying to tell you don't lie to them, just tell them no. But since, yeah. you know, you're too much of a punk to do that, lie. Yeah. Uh, children are our future. I've been told that. Yeah. <laughs> Your future undoing. <laughs> yeah. Stab yeah, me in the a... back. You'd be like, remember when you denied me the use of that toy? Imagine a baby Oscar. <laughs> well, you watch Young Sheldon, right? No, oh, it ain't Young Sheldon. I already know what a baby Oscar looks like. It looks like Oscar perpetually going he with a little <laughs> tiny goatee and little, little tiny glasses. And still, <laughs> and still salt and pepper hair, but he's only like two foot tall. <laughs> Damn, that's literally a mini me. Yeah. And let's not talk about baby Mayor Young. Because God knows what could that, how God knows what could go wrong there. 
I already hey, see God it. almost struck him down for that suggestion. <laughs> Maybe Mary. You got caught an aneurysm in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> Baby J. Baby Mary Young is like. Baby Mary Young, I can already picture his Argyle sweater vest and being more scared of horror movies. I'm like, why does the baby dress better than me? Because <laughs> you put your dreams onto your child. Oh, okay. <laughs> his glasses. Yeah. His glasses look like a visor. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Mayor Young will be like, uh, yeah, like, like Steve Urkel, like a Steve Steve Urkel or something. Wow. What about Baby J? He ain't gonna be that thin. Baby J will be just like J, only mini, but he'll be extra extroverted. <laughs> but he laughs the same. <laughs> yeah. A little kid laughing like Jay is scary. <laughs> Jay, Jay didn't used to laugh like that when he was young. <laughs> well, I meant the baby kitten sneeze laugh. Oh, that would be different. I thought you were talking about like the maniacal laugh that comes out of nowhere. Like, no, that, that, that kid that, laughing like that. Yeah. He'll laugh like that occasionally, but only when he's reading a Neko ramen. <laughs> it's like, who gave that baby a phone? <laughs> Tell that baby, let go of that action figure. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What, what do we got next on the docket here? We got oh Did Hellboy all... Volume One. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who's gonna talk about or who's gonna start us off with that? Jay, man, tell us about Hellboy Volume One. He went for the abortion already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. Discuss among yourselves. Oh, okay. Got you. Why does it sound like he's in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) You might need two minutes. (laughs) Did did you all talk about the Fantastic Four casting? No. No, we didn't talk about that. Oh, okay. But, yeah, rumor had it that. John Krasinski was in talks to play multiple to for multiple Marvel projects and one of the things that comes to mind is him being Reed Richards and that would make sense for multiple movie projects because it's like they're probably going to do more than one you know what I mean or probably have them cross over into other things yeah and uh, so that's what makes sense to me. The only thing is, like, who could play the rest of the family next to him? And, you know, I got to look. I had to look and, and see what, what we can do. Because you got to get the right Johnny Storm, the right Susan Storm, and the right Ben Grimm to play alongside him. And uh, I was just curious. I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe, Maybe these dudes will probably have something that I don't have in terms of a suggestion. So I wanted you guys to to kind of tell me what you think. Indeed. Um, do you want to talk about, or should we just maybe start with one character and just each talk about? Yeah, do a round table each character, yeah. Okay. 
So who who would you pick for the thing, Mo? The thing I thought the David Harbor, the dude that plays uh the from Stranger Things that he was Hellboy too. Oh yeah. I think he could do it. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. The, that's not the, a bad pick at all. When, because when it comes to things, you got to think of like the the expressions on the face. You got to have somebody with kind of like a rock face, <laughs> in a sense, you know, <laughs> and kind of like you can already kind of visualize them that Ben Grimm would turn into that type of rock face. Like I know in comics it's different because, but even in the comics, the way they designed Ben Grimm, he already had kind of that build, and then it turned into rock. You know what I mean? The face, not so much, but I think for live action, you kind of have to, the face has to sell it, you know? And I think that Harbor can do that. He has the brow, and he has the big square face, kind of. And I think, you know, mild, they could probably do practical body, but CGI face, and I think they can knock knock it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a good pick. It's a real good pick. What what are, what do you think, guys? Uh, the guy that played Dwight Schrute. <laughs> the guy who played what? Dwight Schrute. Who's that? That's the dude that it, it's from The Office because Krasinski was in The Office and and yeah. Oh. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Or maybe Kevin, because he's got more of the build. Kevin? No, I, I don't know. I, you know. The guy that played Kevin, the yeah. bald guy that was stupid. Oh, that guy. No, I, I, have, I, I like the David Harbour. I like is, the David Harbour idea. Is he going to direct this supposed uh, Fantastic Four movie? Because he's a big-time director now. All we know about it is that he is in talks for multiple Marvel projects. But even that is still speculation, you know? Um, he kind of mentioned to it, but it could be anything. could be anime. We don't know what it is. We The natural way of thinking is the Fantastic Four, just because he's expressed interest, people want it. And it, so it just, if people want it and he wants it, like, that's an easy negotiation, you would and, think. Yeah. It, and, it just uh, makes sense that that would be it. And, yeah, and he should direct it as well because uh, he found success. I, with, I don't... Uh, uh, he, I, well, I, he, I, look. He, what? What is it? Let's not talk about directing. We're talking about casting here. Directing is a whole other thing. Like, there's certain things you want from a Fantastic Four movie, and it's bad enough that with Disney... At the helm, you're probably not going to get what you want from a Fantastic Four movie, 100%. So, I don't want to go into that part of it, <laughs> you know? I, I Let's just do casting, because we're not going to be here three hours either, you know? Although, we're already going on two. But, yeah. I, I love, though, that you feel like you're not going to get what you want from a Fantastic Four movie from Disney, as though, like, all these other places, you've been getting anything close to Oh, yeah, good? but... <laughs> the thing, is, well, here the thing is, it's not about good. It's about, you know, like, well, you still didn't listen to the episode we talked about Star Sharks, right, Larry? It, no. Okay, so Star Sharks are the, 
the the sharks that circle around the planet of the God Butcher, and one of Jason. Oh. Yeah, so automatically people are like, oh my god, it's going to be that story. We're going to get the three Thors. Like, just because the Star Sharks are in it, they're like, oh, it's going to be that. That's going to be the main villain. And it's like, have you not seen Marvel movies? Like, just because they put elements of a comic book source material doesn't mean they do that, you know? Yeah. And, and that's where I talk about, like, just be, like there's so many things I would expect from a Fantastic Four movie that I don't want to go into the directing side because then I'd have to pre-produce to think who could direct it. I don't think Krasinski, while I love A Quiet Place and I'm ready for A Quiet Place 2, I don't think he should be directing Fantastic Four and starring in it. Like, I agree with that 100%. Let Not the first one. Yeah, maybe the third one or fourth one, so we could blame that on being bad on the pressure. But, you know, and Disney. So, <laughs> so yeah, like, I don't want to get into him directing just yet. Like, I think, because what's going to happen with Marvel and the Fantastic Four, they're going to get somebody that's good, but isn't too good, you know, or too expensive. They're gonna and somebody, is willing yeah. to play. With yeah, they're going to get somebody, somebody that who... wants to play with them. Yeah, some yeah they would have to get somebody that plays ball with them, and give them what yeah and, wants. And I think Krasinski would be down, but again, I don't I don't want him to be Reed Richards and potentially fuck up a movie. You know? Yeah. No, he needs to just focus on playing that character. Uh, Burr says, "What do people want from a Fantastic Four movie that Disney won't do? Sex?" Uh, Jay oh. says that's what I want. <laughs> oh but Jesus, Jay! The thing is, it's 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 more about sexy. You would think that a movie with a lost in space vibe and superpowers would be pretty straightforward and easy to do, but we've had three already that don't impress anybody. You know what I mean? And but but really, they kind of give you what you would want from a Fantastic Four movie and they still didn't do it right. You know? And that that's the problem. It's like, you, you gotta do it right. What's and the, that, that's where I'm coming from. What's the one main element that they always get wrong? Um, a lot of it is they try to do... I, don't, I haven't seen the third one, but they try to do all the battles and stuff like on Earth. And even though they're like cosmic threats or big threats and, you know, for the first one, it's fine. But the second one should have taken place in space. Listen, I I, I think they don't ever get the family aspect. It doesn't feel like there's any chemistry between between any of the people that have played like the the what's supposed to be a a tight knit squad of people. You know, they don't feel like it doesn't feel Uh, like they ever even. What about uh, care about each other in any significant way? What, what about- and that's where the the casting issue comes comes to mind for me because it's like, well, who's gonna play his wife? You know, and you know, a lot of well, things. Easy one. Don't don't uh, aren't you aren't you forgetting what? like uh, the the one of the other things that they don't seem to get right is Doctor Doom. Yeah, but again, like you. 
you can do Doom without having him be the villain right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like you Even can. Though I don't think that's the way to go. That <laughs> it's not well, but here's the thing: it's like it's something you can do. But yeah, it, it, it's what we would want. But if you're oh, not oh gonna... no, I'm sorry. When you say him not the villain off the bat, you mean like yeah. he can be a he's like off screen. Right. Like you, you kind of see him or it builds towards him, but he's not, you know, you can do the, the stuff that leads up to him being a villain, but oh. it really, it should be more about the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And there, I would agree with that. You know, it could be just, honestly, it could be just a conflict about them being mad at Reed for what they're going through and then just trying to figure shit out and maybe even take that off, not necessarily on Earth, give it a, another. Uh, cosmic aspect, you know, and and just have them bickering and, and fighting family dynamic while solving a both physical conflict and an emotional conflict between them, you know, and then do the lead up to to Doctor Doom or and how it relates to them in that and and yeah, you would do that, but like you said, Larry, the the family aspect is one of the things, and that's where the chemistry comes in. And mm-hmm. well, I don't know how David Harbour is a good actor and he seems to do well with whoever he is uh, in the movie or a show. Uh, I think he could be a good fit in terms of that chemistry here. Uh, who, who, okay. No, go ahead, man. I say, Jay, who do you think should be the thing? Um, I just said Vin Diesel because he's already got the gravelly voice. Who who said who? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. So then, so you're not going to have any like live action Ben Grimm. I mean, I don't know what live action Ben Grimm looks like. I mean, oh, I, not it, like Vin Diesel. Vin, I think Vin Diesel as thing, he'll be able to get those one liners down. I think, because that's that's what he usually does—just one-liners. It's it's clobbering time. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like it's not like Brandon Grimm is going to be like, you know, talking so much in the movie. He always says he's one-liners. So I think I'm okay with Reed. Vin you did this to me. Reed, you did this to me. I'll never forgive you. Richards. <laughs> In any case, yeah, I think his voice would be perfect for the thing. I don't so have once friends. You get this I have guy expert. It'll, you know, and right. I live my, I live my life capture. one clobber at a time. Yeah, mo- yeah, with the motion capture, they can do that. I mean, it, it, it's a lot cheaper too, so the actors don't have to wear all that prosthetic makeup and, and the suit and everything. They just have to wear the motion capture suit and be done with it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I I was thinking I was thinking maybe uh, Luke Hemsworth. Well, if we're gonna mocap him, then just throw Andy Serkis in there and we're done. Who's Luke no. Hemsworth? And no, Andy Serkis can't play Ben Grimm. He's not a great actor. Like Ooh, he's Andy Serkis. Yeah. No. That's not the right fit for Ben Grimm. 
I don't know. I mean, he's good as a monkey, but playing people. He played people? Claw. Claw what? from. You mean from a uh, Black the Panther. Marvel movie? Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, he was. That was great. That was not a great performance. So, so you felt like that was a bad performance? Like I thought his monkey was much better. Oh Jesus! Okay, man. <laughs> his, performance, his performance as Caesar was much better than his performance as Claw. Like, am I wrong about that? Uh, do, do you disagree? Uh, yeah. His performance as what? As, as as Caesar from Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Yeah. No, I do think that was a better performance, but that's still him acting. Well, that just uh, shows it, he's better with when you're just filming his face. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mostly, yeah, mostly he does better when he's motion capturing, but not when he's, you know, they're playing as a physical character. Because people are used to him being, you know, the go-to guy for all these uh, CG characters. They, 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 they don't see him much as. As like a, a, a an actor who's just you know you see his real real face and all that stuff there, so it's really hard to take him seriously when we only take him seriously when he's doing these other performances behind the camera or something. I mean, I I take him seriously, period. <laughs> it's like no, I, take I mean, him seriously. I just I mean, thought that his there was a better performance. Like even his golem was a better performance than uh, Claw. Uh, um, also, I, listen, um, I'm not saying claw, claw is not. Uh, what are you saying, Tiger Claw? I mean, I mean, you take him <laughs> seriously now, but are you going to take him seriously as a film director? Because you know he's going to be doing that Venom. What? Who's, who's talking about him directing anything? I mean, if you're going to take him that seriously, then you got to take him seriously as a director too. So, have at it. What? Why? <laughs> okay. So Luke Hemsworth is is Chris Hemsworth's brother, or one of his brothers, because there's Liam too. But um, you would probably know him best for his role on on Westworld as the yeah, security. I looked, huh? I just looked him up, so I, I think he could. Well, he's got the face, the rock yeah, face. No, I mean, he he looks he looks like Ben Grimm, like in human form, and yeah. And he also, like, you know, he, he can definitely has the chops for it and could do it, like, both, I think, motion capture and all that kind of stuff um, in regards to, you know, like, if they just basically do, like, what they did with Hulk, I think it would work. So, yeah, it's funny. I was looking looking at pictures of him. And I was like, man, it's funny. Like in any other family, he would probably be the attractive one. <laughs> like this fool's six feet tall and dwarfed by his brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but that that that's what I would went with. Man, he's got blue eyes too. That's, mm-hmm. that's a- no man. He's he's he definitely fits the the. The physical uh, attributes, and it turns out he's a good actor too. I don't know if if you all have been seeing watching 
Westworld. Wait, but. that short dude's a Hemsworth? Yeah. I yeah. thought that was Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I I did too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's that's Liam. Why is he talking about? Okay. Aussie no, Matt man. Damon. There's, there's Liam and there's Chris and then there's Luke. Oh, that's the mom stepped out for that one, right? Like, that's yeah, the male hilarious. Man. Well, it's not the good load. Like oh, some of wow. it. Out. Oh, is he the youngest? <laughs> yeah. Luke, Luke is fine the way he is. This fool is but a blonde haired in, in that family. In that family, he's the part that dripped out. <laughs> He, the the runt of the litter at six feet tall, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nobody nobody wants to breed with him if you're trying to get oh, you know the other two. <laughs> poor Luke, but yeah, if you see him, if you've seen him in Westworld, poor, poor mom, she had to pass all those three. <laughs> you definitely, you definitely see like the the capabilities, and especially like if you've been watching through the seasons. Like he's definitely gone through some transitions, so that's pretty cool. So he's a woman now. No, no, it's just his character has has. It, there's been an arc. So, yeah. So, what do you all think for uh, for Johnny Storm? So for that, I went with Zach Efron. Man, we got like the same cast. <laughs> do, did did you pick? Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Did you say who? who oh no, you didn't say who. But you you picked Zac Efron too for for what you call it. Yeah, for, uh, well, I also I also agreed with uh, with David Harbour. That's why I went with the joke. Oh, gotcha. Wow, Zac Efron, huh? And like that, he still doesn't want to get me the third tier of McFarlane toys. <laughs> <laughs> we have that bond, and he won't do it. You know what? I'm gonna do it. No, I, gotta, I, gotta, I got a whole bunch of money back from my from my cancellation, so I'm, I might as well use it to to uh, gouge you for yeah. stupid little toy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, through I'll, three stupid little toy. Oh well, look. Do you just triple the price? You wanna keep talking? <laughs> well, it's six heads. All right, a discount. I'll just double it now. <laughs> I know I don't I don't feel comfortable telling people I sold you heads. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time Mo paid you for heads? Oh my god. That's All funny. Right, so, Dream Bert, of Zach Efron. <laughs> Burr says Luke is the oldest one, so the other two are the leftovers. Well, he oh, was so the- then he's yeah, he's the, the, the blue balls that's been sitting yeah. there too long. He's the one that was conceived in the backseat of the Volkswagen. <laughs> Behind exactly. the Pink's, Pink's hot dogs. Yeah, and she probably did a handstand because they were trying to get pregnant, but that just helps the, the loser sperm get through. I can't find a picture of Zac Efron, like, maybe, actually yeah, blonde. Maybe, like, maybe I see him that's blonde. A- yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, watch, watch a, uh, watch a uh, Baywatch. Yeah. Oh, the Baywatch like, movie. He was yeah, blonde. He, I think he was blonde. Yeah, Luke Hensworth looks like someone like the one that that you get after having a couple of drinks or some weed mixed in. 
Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely more blonde than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's blonde. Okay, I see it. Yeah, he could definitely be Johnny Storm. Uh, it, for me, he was a little too short, but it doesn't matter these days because so's Robert Downey Jr. So if you can get past that, like do a good job acting, you can, you can do it. What about um, what do you think, Jay? Um, the only person I could think of is involved in another property so it wouldn't happen but well, I would have went with Tom Holland Tom Holland. Oh, Tom Holland really hmm okay how about yeah. he, looks, he looks like a baby Tom Holland would be like Franklin <laughs> he looks like a baby how about if you went with someone like uh, Chris Pine is he, is he too old or old, old enough I don't know I think he's too old. Chris Pine? Okay. I, I don't. Yeah, he definitely doesn't have the the youthful kind of thing going on for him. Even though, I mean, Chris, Chris Pine is only a little bit older than Zac Efron, right? Yeah, but it's it's a it's a rough few years. I mean, it's that <laughs> <laughs> dude's got rent a car mileage on him. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chris, Chris it's Pine. Like the difference between between Luke Hemsworth and Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Man, if y'all don't leave Luke alone, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving him material for when he plays uh, the thing. Like that's how that's how the Human Torch is going to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I will say that you know, Tom Holland kind of skews a little too young, in my opinion. But you know, obviously, that's just an opinion. We'll we'll save Tom Holland for when they need a Franklin. I mean, for Franklin. Say what? He's too old for Franklin. I mean, I mean, obviously he can't be. Mm -hmm. What? Go ahead. I was. I mean, obviously. I mean, like you said, he can't be anybody, but because he's like already a character. In the universe, but you 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 don't feel like he he wouldn't be a good fit for Franklin either. No, he's too old for Franklin. I mean, Franklin's that age now. Hmm. In the for Franklin, um, you know who I think would be a good pick for Franklin. No, no, we don't know. Zach Callison. <laughs> Who? Zach Callison. Zach Callison. I don't know who that is. Who's that? Yeah, he he's a younger actor. Uh, looks like a kid. Like, what was he? Good. He looks like a young Tom Holland. He looks like he a doesn't young Tom look- Holland. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, he was in The Music Man, I guess. Okay. I never saw it. And he was also in King's Highway. Like, what I have guess. you seen him? I never saw that either. 
What have you seen um, him in that you like? Uh, he played Steven Universe. In live action? No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, I the person I think I would have thought we should go with is someone that you may not know. So let me put his picture in chat so you guys could be like, okay, well, at least you can see who he is. Um, but the actor by the name of Douglas Booth, he was in Jupiter Ascending. That might be like the movie that those of us here have most likely have seen. Um, Nobody saw yeah, I saw, I, I saw well, it. Of course I did. Saw it. I saw it too, but he... He's, he was also in, like, Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, the last one they made, I think, in, like, the early 20-teens. The one and, where uh, they're, where they're gangsters? I'm sorry, wait, what? Are you talking about the Leonardo DiCaprio one? No. <laughs> no. With, with John Leguizamo? Once again, Larry doesn't know how to explain things. It, I said the Romeo and Juliet that was in the early 2010. No, he was in the dirt. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't see the dirt. What is yeah, the dirt? It's the Motley Crue movie on Netflix. Well, why would I say that if I don't even know it exists? You know it exists. I talked about it on the show. You talked about a Motley Crue? Yeah. Just see, you talk about it in the show doesn't mean he knows what, he, what you said. Well, I reviewed it and reviewed the book too, like at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I also would have said Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. He was in that too. Yeah, I saw that. So the only thing with this guy is, I'm not a hundred percent certain if he can do an American accent or not. He's English. Well, if you'd seen the dirt, you'd know. Does he do an American accent in it? Yeah. Is it fine? Yeah. Oh, well, then he should be Johnny Storm. What does that mean? No, uh, Tiger Claw posted something in chat. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah. I did think about Jillian Jacobs, and I was like, "Nah, that's not. She should not be." Yeah, I don't. I don't. I thought about it too, but I, I don't know. That's the only one I didn't find one for. Um, just oh, you didn't? Oh, really? Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't think of somebody because you know, it depends on what you want in your invisible woman. Like, do you want? <laughs> I had what? that exact same thought. Yeah, like, do you want just sexy, subservient, like, original, or do you want a little more headstrong? Yeah. Uh, some Not somewhat of an equal, but more in the family dynamic than in the intellect, of course, but uh-huh. in some ways smarter and more savvy, even uh-huh. though the intellect's not there. And that is a hard, like... Yep. Uh, some Somebody that kind of has that vibe is hard to find. For, and, that could do all of that. Yeah. Who who'd you pick, Oz? Uh, that one was tough. A really random blonde actress would would suit. 
And as I was looking for an actress to play her, I realized that the MCU has already burned through like most of the talented blondes in the industry. What? So I don't know, maybe like a like a Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, wow. Actually, I I would rather have. Damn it! Now I forget her name, and I just had just had it. Um, homegirl from from Game of Thrones that marries the the king, not Joffrey, but the uh, the uh, mentally stunted little brother. Oh, bro- from the from the Kingdom of the Rose, her brother was the gay dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See her. She she's the first one that that came to my mind. But then I remember she was in Captain America. So uh, is it? I don't know not, if they would repurpose her like that. It's not. It's not Emily Clark, is it? No, no. It, it be, I would have. I would have said the Dragon Queen if that was the case. Uh, Natalie Dorn. Yeah, Dor- Dormer. I think Dormer. Yeah, someone. Like not not Sophie Turner. Okay. Yeah. So that that would be my first choice. Is that one the? Sue Storm was was the toughest. I think I go with you for now. I gotta. She could probably do it alongside Krasinski. What What do you think, Jay? Uh, I would go with Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, man. I think I think. I think she can. I mean, she had. And then shot. she can direct it too, right, Tiger Claw? I I don't know. She had a <laughs> shot in a superhero movie history. and kind of failed at it. Don't you think? What, yeah, what was that? Uh, no, she did it. Yeah, wasn't she? Uh, what's that? What's that? What's that chick from uh, X Men? From the X Men movie, um, the one with the psychic blades, Psylocke. Wasn't she Psylocke? That oh, was that's her. Olivia Munn. Oh, yeah. Olivia! Oh, <laughs> you mean Olivia woman. Wilde? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> well, Olivia, Olivia Munn is a little wild. I mean, I can uh, see Olivia. Olivia Wilde would be so I mean, mad. I get, that you, I get think you know she's the Olivia problem Munn. is I get those two confused at times because they both have similar names. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just like, man, that's rough. I, 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 the only thing I seen, the only thing I seen Olivia Wilde in that right. I remember was in Tron Legacy. Got it. Yeah, that was the only. Yeah, one I, I tried saw to her get in. a bigger picture, but the uh, one I found that downloaded, and from a chemistry standpoint, her and Krasinski have it. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you. Then I agree what with were they in together? In marriage. Oh, oh, their husband and wife? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. No, they're not. Oh. Isn't sure? she married to Sudeikis? Yeah, to Jason Sudeikis. Is she? Yeah. Oh, Joe, are you making stuff what? up, Joe? Well, then Sudeikis should be Mr. Fantastic. No. (laughs) 
Actually, can can he act? Because he he could look the part. No, he's good. He 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 is good. It's just his um his movies where he's like more dramatic aren't uh aren't that well known. That's true. That fool could could pull off a Mister Fantastic. That's interesting. Yeah. She- he took he'd, her have to, from, he'd have to do the beard, he, though. He took her from an Italian prince. Shut up. Really? Yeah. Damn. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I had the exact same thought process that that you did, Mo, in regards to, like, man, like, who are you going to get that can friggin' do all of this stuff and have that kind of range and be, like, a good Sue Storm and ultimately my thought was uh, Evan Rachel Wood oh that's a good one too yeah which you know um, she's the lead in Westworld which you know going back there but she's actually like she's a in my opinion a really strong pick like she would be awesome to be Sue Storm I, I think so too, man. I, I didn't think of any of these three, and I want all three. Yeah, no, I think it would be a good cast, especially, uh, you know, playing opposite Krasinski. I think like they could totally like knock that out the park. It would be super cool, and they would look good together. Sorry, this is who I meant. Oh, Emily Blunt, not Olivia Wilde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's Emily Blunt, his wife? Yeah. yeah. And they and they played husband and wife in a quiet place. <laughs> so you want that, Mary that blonde haired So you want Mary Poppins. His blonde hair his blonde haired blue eyed white women mixed up? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how that happened because I actually made notes. Like I wrote all of this down. And I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> you like they all look alike, don't they? <laughs> I, I mean, don't... I have classic notion, so yes, they do all look alike. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I did start the segment with any random blonde actress because they all look the same. But it's not true. They don't all look the same. I mean, we th- we thought it wasn't COVID- true. Instead of curing COVID-19, they should try and cure prostate pignosia. <laughs> but that would do the world more good right now, I think. Did he say prosthetic nausea? No. It's a prostate pignosia. Uh, Is that what makes white people whiter okay, than uh, blonde? How about... It still makes about... all black people look alike. Okay. How okay? How about if we go? How about Margot Robbie as Sue Storm? No, nope. nah. nobody. No one even knows who that is. Edgar Claw. No, we all know who Margot it's, Robbie is. It's Harley Quinn. She's just not a good. Pick. I know. Tiger Claw. Oh. See if you had went along with that, Tiger Claw would have gotten really confused, and you nah, ruined Margot it. Margot Robbie is. We don't have. It's just we don't have time Margot. for that segment.
So I think we have Sue Storms. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with Emily Blunt myself. But yeah, I think it would work. But that's not who I would want to see. I guess. I just like their I, chemistry. Yeah, no, I get it. But I, in like, I've already seen that too. But I mean, it could work. If they, they, you know, if the movie is good, it'll probably make the movie even better. You know, I, 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 am a little mad at you, Mo, and almost wish really? I hadn't done this, because at this point, like, I think for me, it has to be her, and if it's not, I'm disappointed. At, at, Emily Blunt. No, no, Evan Rachel Wood. Oh yeah, no, I'm down. Yeah, that too. No, no, but I'm. I'm not saying that I'm not saying you don't agree. I'm saying you made me do this, and then I picked this person, and I'm like, oh, she'd be perfect. And I'm like, no, it has to be her now. Oh like, yeah, in my mind, I feel like it has to be her, and they're not going to pick her. Well, that's how I felt. Angry. That's that's how I felt with the Captain Marvel movie. Like they were talking about. Well, I I know who I wanted. Period. And then, but that didn't happen. And then they were talking about. That Natalie Dormer was like the front runner, yeah. and then didn't happen. And then okay. it was who we got, and I wasn't happy. Okay, how yeah. about so I know you? How, like, how, how about Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Sue Storm? No, no, no. Who is that? You know, Huntress. That. Huntress from Birds of, Birds Prey. of Prey. She's oh. also the. The girlfriend, well, not the, the love interest in Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the same person. Yeah, and, but she got plastic surgery, in, and she was in ten. Is that true? Or are you just Lane. saying that? Well, <clears throat> she didn't age either. That like, or, I don't know. Like, she looked like a totally different person in everything I've seen her since. <laughs> like, she don't look like how she looks. Like she looks how she looks in Scott Pilgrim in Ten Cloverfield Lane, but in Birds of Prey she don't look like anybody that I've ever seen before. Okay, so you think she got plastic surgery? I yeah, I'm willing to bet. Um, <laughs> Bird says no. Wait, what? <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Next segment. Are we gonna, next segment? Or are we going to wait till tomorrow? Oh, uh, Hellboy. Um, I don't know what 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 say you, Jay? Um, we can wait till t- tomorrow. Okay. Am I unmuted? No, no, no we I got can... you. All right, uh, Tiger Claw. I sent you the heavy metal minute on Skype. If you want to play that and then hit the news theme, yeah, I got and it then already. we'll get ready to get out. Yeah, I got it already. So cool. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, play. Earlier in the week, we talked about Lamb of God postponing their new album, self-titled album. I think it's like their eighth album or some shit. And it's like they postponed it to like July something or other. Basically, they can't get anything printed or made. So they are postponing it. And, you know, the industry, music industry is a halt. We know that already. So between all those things... 
uh, and the postponement. But today they actually released New Colossal Hate. It's the fourth single off of that album. Um, in the statement, they said we want you to, you know, we want people who pre-ordered the albums to get the albums they got when everybody else gets it. So they're releasing the fourth single, and that's it. That's all you're getting until the new album comes out in July. So enjoy it. You're actually listening to it under my voice right now. So, but it's New Colossal Hate. Check that out. I love it, of course, even though I spent many years denying being a Lamb of God fan for some odd reason. But that's a whole other heavy metal minute. But now enjoy New Colossal Hate. And sad news for you juggalos and juggalettes out there. The Insane Clown Posse has canceled the gathering of the juggalos for 2020. Um, They released this long-winded statement from uh, Psychopathic Records and Insane Clown Posse Live on their Facebook and all that. And it says basically the quote, the bottom line of the quote is says the the bottom line is simply that we refuse to risk even one juggalo life by hosting a gathering during these troubled times. It says with tens of thousands of deaths due to COVID-19 outbreak, we can't possibly in good conscience even consider trying to put on a gathering during these difficult times. Aside from the serious health concerns, there are numerous other factors that have destroyed any possibility of the gathering taking place this year. The entire music industry is at a dead halt due to the quarantine. And this, along with the uncertainty of how things will eventually pan out, has made it impossible to move forward with a uh, twin, with tw- a 2020 gathering of the juggalo. But yeah, so yeah, sad news. Sad news. Uh, Tribulation is in the studio. Um, despite the COVID-19 pandemic, they are forging ahead with their new studio album. The band is currently holed up in studio Riskvin. Risvikin, rather. Uh, they're recording the follow-up to their 2018 record, Down Below. Um, they posted on their Facebook, day one for number five, meaning the first day of recording for their fifth record. So yeah, in Sweden, things are a little more lax, so I'm sure the studios aren't closed. I figured they were doing it all through Zoom. Um, and speaking of Zoom, uh, on 420... Stormtroopers of Death, three-fourths of Stormtroopers of Death, uh, they joined on Zoom and and did a live performance of March of the SOD. And uh, they've been doing more, I think they're about one a day at this point. And uh, it's fun to watch Stormtroopers of Death jam. I I forget how awesome those riffs were. They don't have a singer as of right now like that. In the videos I've seen, there's no singing instrumentals, so... It's kind of cool to hear just the riffs without focusing on the vocals. I'm enjoying that. Uh, Earlier in the week, we talked about Motley Crue, Tommy Lee saying, Hey, there's no, we're going forward with the reunion. We're not refunding money. You know, we're going through with the reunion. And it's set to kick off in Jacksonville, Florida, which last we heard from Florida, they're opening up for business. So, that show might still happen. As far as the rest of it goes, the official Motley Crue Twitter said, after a fan asked them about his personal concert, Motley Crue's official Twitter said, we haven't heard anything yet. No one has said anything as yet. So we'll see. We'll see if that tour is actually happening. 
falling in reverse. The guitarists were falling in reverse. Derek Jones is dead at 35. Uh, the news comes from Ronnie Radke, the front man of falling in reverse, and he posted on Twitter, I'll never forget when you picked me up from jail in your old tour van to start falling in reverse. Your spirit will be interwoven through the music I write forever. Rest in peace, Derek Jones. My heart is broken. But yeah, so we don't know the cause of death yet, but that's the only news we have, and we'll keep you posted. Uh, and finally, Morbid Angel guitarist is arrested for a DUI. Trey Asgathoth is already considered a legend in most metal circles, but he was pulled over for DUI, and he's reportedly told the officer, I'm a professional drinker. And, um, yeah, he, Asgathoth, Asgathoth has, was, uh, trying to get sober for a while, but he, he, he stopped. Uh, his alcohol level was measured at... 0.218, uh, nearly three times the legal dosage or the legal limit of 0.08, and 0.211 once he got to the to the station. After being arrested, Askathod admitted to consuming one to two shots of whiskey before driving. Uh, he was arrested on a misdemeanor DUI charge. He was released early yesterday, released from the county jail on his own recognizance. But yeah, I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a Heavy Metal Minute. We should have a, like, uh, like, current, uh, <laughs> well, not, not like that, but, like, Alright, what's up first, gents? Uh, Alan Gill of Ultimate Comics, North Carolina, has made a statement uh, regarding DC's uh, new distributing plan. Uh, he said Ultimate Comics will not be stocking DC Comics until the stay-at-home order is lifted and our distributor, Diamond Comics, is back online. The two biggest deep discount mail order companies needed to keep selling comics and DC comics used this as an opportunity to deal directly with the two biggest accounts, uh, DCBS and Midtown Comics circumventing Diamond Comics during a worldwide pandemic and I assume after. DC Comics made a press release announcing two new distributors without disclosing that those distributors were actually the two large deep discount retailers. I've been a comic book retailer for 17 years. Diamond Comics has always been a professionally run company, has always treated me well, and whenever there were problems, responded to me in a professional, timely manner to fix those issues when it could. On the issue of whether or not a monopoly exists with Diamond Comics is a separate issue and one that should not be exploited during this crisis. Uh, he went on to say more stuff, but that's the basic gist of where he's going. With everything. And, uh, yeah, that's how he feels. Okay. Warner Media is uh, rethinking their theatrical model in light of COVID 19. Uh, ATT COO John Stanky said on the telecom. Uh, and Media Giant's first quarter earnings call. <laughs> so they're rethinking on how they're going to do theatrical releases. But he didn't. That's all he said. We're rethinking. Like, not 
what the plan is or anything. So we'll see how that goes. They, I think they, they lost like twenty four percent of their investment on theatrical shit in the first quarter of this year. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they choose to do. It says, yeah, the twenty four percent plunge in their theatrical movie revenue in the first quarter. So yeah, I bet they're glad they bought that. Right now, on the Marvel Unlimited, if you read Civil War, they'll give you 1,500 Marvel Insider points. What do you get with those insights? Yeah, what do those do? I'm not on Marvel Unlimited, so I have no idea what the points can buy you. Uh, But if you are on Marvel Unlimited and you know what that is... Uh, now's your chance to get 1,500 of them, and you can use them for whatever you can use them for. Well, it's Marvel, so it's probably like like China's point system, too. Like, how how much of a, how important of a person you are is based on your points. Oh, like the social credits? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, Lawrence? That's how they work. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, of course. Sorry, my bad. I forgot. Um, Moon Knight has been given an official production date. They're going to start production November 16th. And uh, okay. is expected to continue production over the next 26 weeks. And, uh, yeah. They don't know... Uh, what the cast is or anything yet, but that's when they're going to start shooting and all that. But casting and, and script writing never stops Marvel from starting the project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of images of a uh, young Thanos floating around, around this Eternals movie. Yeah. The, the rumor is that they might feature a young, a young Thanos in the movie. DC, I don't know what Eternals is or how Thanos <laughs> relates to it, so who knows? I don't have a thought on are they, it. Are they implying uh, that Thanos was uh, was part of the Eternals? I don't know. Uh, Tiger Claw, thank you for broadcasting today, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, DC Universe's hit animated series, Harley Quinn, is set to premiere on Sci-Fi next month with the announcement coming in a recent release trailer. The trailer gives viewers a look into the world of Harley Quinn while also introducing her group of friends, including King Shark, Poison Ivy, Dr. Psycho, and welcome to the Sci-Fi family, Harley Quinn. We read a recent statement about the series from DC Universe and Warner Brothers Animation. Season one of the critically acclaimed half-hour adult animated comedy series, Harley Quinn, will be an exclusive cable run on Sci-Fi every Sunday night in May. So one less reason to pay for the service? Yeah, which I actually, in other news, I took a survey. They, they, they sent a survey to me as a subscriber what I'm happy with and what I'm not happy with. And the top ultimately dissatisfied things I was about was 
that everything that comes out in it can be cu- can be gotten someplace else. So why am I paying for this shit? And the other one was like, was like, well, how about buying merchandise? And it's like, well, you don't have any of the merchandise I want. I want Doom Patrol merchandise. It was written into the show, and none of it is available at the store. Like, I would want a black Doom Patrol shirt that says DC Universe Doom Patrol on it, like, just black with red letters like I saw on on the show. Like, I want the hat. I want the poster. I would want a standy. Like, but you none of that want, was even available. So, yeah, I'm not Funko happy. Like, the, as well? I'm not, I'm, done. I'm not done. You know, they had pop dolls. Oh, we got pop dolls exclusive to the site, and they weren't exclusive. And they were overpriced. And, yeah, and then another thing was, well, what about... The content, I'm like, well, it doesn't have enough content. It has a bunch of stuff that I've already seen and, and some stuff that I would want to keep seeing that I still watch over and over again, and that's fine. But there's no, like, in there was a good month and a half where all you had was this web series that you could watch on YouTube, and it's here. Your da- DC Daily, your news segments are on YouTube first, and then they're here. And it's like, as a subscriber, I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to pay for your, like, fantasy villain fight in your fantasy uh, dice game. Like, that's not the content I want from a streaming service. Like, it's cool if it's there, but you're not giving me anything of what I want. And the other thing I said is, like, well, I can't get it on Kindle Fire. I can't get it on PlayStation 4. Like, those are some of the most popular, um, whatchamacallit, popular devices because people have the system and the the tablets are $40 tablets that you buy for kids. Like, why not have stuff available there? Like, it's ridiculous. So I let them know. And as soon as I said that, they I saw that news of the sci-fi and it's like this is what i'm talking about like why why bother yeah, yeah and don't yeah you maybe they, they, maybe they should also include doom patrol condoms as well that's what you were trying <laughs> for the last time <laughs> so yeah that's it for news for me i'm done Anyone else? I just bought the stupid toys. The, what? the, the um, Todd's yeah. toy? Yeah. Nah, you shouldn't have done that. Why not? Because I don't really want one. They're not for <laughs> you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I only bought one set. Okay, good. We could see it over there, like, oh, you have to get me that ball. I did it. I didn't, I didn't say I did it. Okay, good. Now I'm hurt, but I'm relieved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like when, you, like when you take a shit. Okay. Yeah, like Joe was earlier. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, I kept going back and forth so much that when you when you start to do that, you might as well just fucking get it. Yeah. And. Either this way you don't get the regret, and if you really 
find, turn, that turns out that you don't really want them, then you need to sell them. Yeah, Burr says, wow, now Moses is going to be all jealous. Huge comic book news there. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna take the the blank one, paint it so it looks like Sugar Man, and send it to Lawrence. You can't paint that figure to make it look like Sugar Man. <laughs> oh, I can paint it to look like Sugar Man. Oh, that reminds me, uh, pre-orders are up. If people are looking for those Age of Apocalypse Marvel Legends figures uh, at GameStop, now I know that some, it? huh? I am looking forward to those. Yeah, so pre-orders are up if anybody is uh, interested. I, I mention it from GameStop only because as of right now, that's the only place I know that that has them up for pre-order. I mean, maybe you could go to like a big bad toy store as well, but I didn't see it there last time I looked. Um, and of course, the Build-A-Figure is Sugar Man, so that's what prompted me to, to think about that. You can't, you can't the, make that. Huh? Worth the worth the price of the set right there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, one other news that I didn't get to yesterday is that I bought myself an early birthday present. What'd you get? I finally found a Spider Man that I wanted in a Funko Pop and it's the original Steve Ditko one. The 80th anniversary, so I oh, put it in yesterday. Yeah. I didn't get to talk about it, and then they released the new Ghost one, so I bought that. I bought two of those. So nice, very nice. So scroll up and chat if you want to look at them. But yeah, play that wrap up music, Tarek Line. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mo. <laughs> uh, Tiger Claw, man, why don't you give us some final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, well, uh, listen to Fantastic Forum tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'll just put that pop in chat. Where Where's that from? Because mine is metallic painted. And now I want this one instead. <laughs> Best Buy. Best Buy. Oh. But yeah, I, the metallic one looks cool too, but I like this one. This has the black with the blue highlights. I want that. Uh, T- Ten bucks. Best Buy. Yeah. Oz, why don't you give us some final thoughts? <laughs> I might mail Mo uh, uh, Spawn Head like once a month. <laughs> Just to get rid of the extra ones, and it'd be funny. You can't give head through the mail. <laughs> uh, Joe, man, why don't you give us some final thoughts? Um, I'm glad I didn't end up having to do the show by myself. Me too. I, I was willing to do it, but I'm glad I didn't have to. I had faith in you. <laughs> Um, Larry, man, you got a final thought? Uh, yeah. Uh, I just actually looked again, and it does look like Big Bad Toy Store does have pre-orders up. So if you don't want to get it from GameStop, go to Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, they got a lot of cool stuff, including the uh, 
the friggin' Age of Apocalypse Marvel Legends joint. And for the rest of Fantastic Four, we can you can listen to us here at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Hopefully, this whole chaotic episode was a ploy to get Heck to not talk about Doomsday Talk. I wish that was true. But as always, you can get us here at allgazing.com and then maybe Twitch too. We'll see. So yeah, either way, we'll be here at allgames.com.